and welcome to the very first episode of PXK, the Podcore Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Corey Epps, uh, aka K Fury. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, uh, guys. Um, I've guessed it on other people's podcasts, of course, before, but my own podcast has been a while. Uh, of course, you guys, if you've listened to me before, you've heard me on either reruns, mangaloids, or my long-running podcast, the Evil Teddy Bear Podcast. Now, let me explain why I'm doing this show. The Evil Teddy Bear Podcast, of course, was my very long, long-running show that I did, and I wanted to originally bring that show back after basically a year, but in the end, I decided to try to move on from it because I mean to be honest it was supposed to be a show for it originally started off with a show with me and my friend at the end just doing just catching up having talking about movies and and just basically kind of just getting just having some bud time a little bit you know just like catching up and stuff you know um then of course he left and it turned into a show about interviews and um like what actually it turned to a show about uh, you know just like interviews long before he left um but then and I mean ultimately he did leave and ended up moving on to other ventures of course and then I had another friend step in with me and you know sadly uh he he's no longer with us but still it was it was a good run after that like I ended it before you know, he, uh, before, before that, you know, and I was thinking it was like, maybe I made a mistake and I ended it too soon or whatever. But I think it, I think I went out pretty much on top with Evil Ted because I had a lot of wonderful guests and a lot of wonderful people come on and, you know, talk about the stuff that they did and, you know, what they like and what they're into and just got some geek out of them completely. But yeah, uh, and then after that, of course, I did. Uh, I was still doing reruns a bit, and then that kind of just stopped too. So I don't know what's going on with that at all. Uh, and of course, af- you know, after reruns, I did Corecast, and Corecast, Corecast was me at a limbo stage of an area. There's like three episodes of that, and it's just me still doing interview stuff, you know. I thought I'd be like, okay, I can still do the same thing, but let's just change my name or whatever. And I don't really want to do too much of the same thing. I kind of do, but not so much. I want to add on to it a bit. So yeah, there's, there, there was just a lot of, I don't know. There's a bunch of just like a hovering podcast. So I, st- I stayed away from podcasting for a while. Um, for a while I did, uh, music, uh, stuff, just like covers of, of stuff and, and I uh, did, I, I I did put out one song, one original song so far, and I'm oh, I'm still trying to do music stuff. I'm gonna let that be part of who I am. I um want to get back into podcasting, my very first love, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's so I came up with Podcore, Pod Podcore basically, <laughs> or PXK, as one of my friends has put it uh is basically not only get interviews but you know different views stuff in the news about you know 
about our culture because there's so much of our culture around, uh, whether it's, you know, geek or, you know, do it yourself or, or, uh, even just like anything, you know, because we all have something that we like or whatever. So, and I want people to be able to listen to this and listen to like an interview or something and be like, oh, well, this person seems pretty cool. I wouldn't mind either trying to do what they're doing or like this person really inspires me or something. I wouldn't mind doing, you know, such and such, you know? Um, it was funny the other day I, uh, got told I was a bit of an inspiration and like when someone tells you that you don't know, you don't know what to say at all because <laughs> you're a little bit flattered and you just like, I, I, I just really wanted to do this podcast with my buddy. That's about it. Um, but yeah, no, but getting into the show, Super Bowl 2016 was this, uh, past Sunday. And of course, uh, you know, everybody, everybody wants to see, you know, the football and, you know, all that stuff that they, you know, wanted to see, whatever. But my Super Bowl, and I'm going to say it like this, my Super Bowl, of course, was the commercials. Not just the commercials, but the movie trailer commercials. So I'm going to talk about a little bit about the, uh, the stuff that came out uh, that we all got to kind of see and the ones that stood out for me personally. All right, so first one, Deadpool. Deadpool, of course, is coming out pretty soon. It's coming out actually this week if you guys are going to go see it. Um, Deadpool is star- uh, stars Ryan Reynolds, basically, um, and it's about the Merc in the Mouth, of course, if you guys don't know who is suffering with lung cancer, who goes into a program, uh, and a comic book is the Weapon X program, to uh, become not only cure you know his lung cancer, but to become basically a superhero, a little bit. Uh, not really. Superhero is kind of a big, long, yeah, like he's a superhero is a is a long stretch for Deadpool. <laughs> he is a superhero, but yeah. Um, but of course the whole movie is about his lady getting kidnapped, uh, by the people who, uh, essentially made him and he has to, uh, go and rescue her. That's the, that's the, the, the whole, you know, logistics of it. But uh, so far with Deadpool, it's, it's marketing campaign has been brilliant. Not only that, they have... Uh, not only done something for like Halloween where Deadpool would, went, you know, had some kids out and <laughs> they were dressed up as all X-Men, um, or even Christmas, they did the 12 days of Deadpool or even now where it's just like Valentine Deadpool. Like there's, they make fun of, uh, different movie posters. Like each poster was like a love story kind of poster, but they've, they've literally pulled me in. I really want to see this movie right now. Um, also, they also uh, featured Ryan Reynolds this Sunday, this past Sunday, on uh, a, a car commercial. I forget which company it was, um, but it was two women driving through a neighborhood just filled with Ryan Reynolds. And then there was one that was an, an insurance commercial where it was, you know, they, they throwing 
people were catching the fo- a football or whatever, and at the end they threw a football at Deadpool, and he's like, oh, cat, because he was in the middle of trying to rescue a cat, and he threw it on the ground to catch a catch a football. So, <laughs> okay, the next trailer, of course, is Independence Day Resurgence. Now, Independence Day is, of course, a very it's an old movie at this point. Now, to me, it's it's it came out came out almost ten years ago at this point. I think uh, nineteen ninety six. I want to say and definitely I don't know like of course I'm I'm I want to see it of course but there's always that little lingering in the back of your mind where it's just oh I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie at all it, is it it's gonna be good is it gonna be is it gonna, is it gonna, is it gonna suck or something I don't know of course this movie uh brings back uh Jeff Goldblum Paul, uh was it uh Phil Paul Pullman? No, Phil Pullman. No. The guy who played the president. Sorry. I suck at names. <laughs> and some new casts. Um, and the only person not coming back, of course, is Will Smith, uh, which they, I guess, will explain his character's absence in it. I think I've heard something about the rumor that they killed off his character, which is just like silly or something. Why would they do that? Um, he was like the best part. Okay, the next uh, trailer, of course, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. And of course, my I saw the first one. Uh, I'm not talking about the first, the first one in this series of movies. Um, and it was interesting, I'm going to say, with the question mark at the end of it. Um, this one basically kind of brings back a lot of the characters that we wanted to see out of the TV show hit the big screen like Baxter Stockman and Krang uh Shredder is back for some somehow um and of course Casey Jones who's being played by Stephen Amell who is Green Arrow so I think that's pretty awesome I might see it just for him uh to see how he does because uh, I mean the first Turtles movie was eh but you know I could probably sit through this to see how Stephen Amell does uh Jason Bourne of course is coming back uh, they they announced that on this past Sunday at the Super Bowl. Uh, Jason Bourne, they, they didn't really give you too much of a story trailer, but what it looks like is that he remembers everything. Um, and he looks like he's kind of out for revenge a little bit. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, the last Bourne movie, of course, was The Bourne Legacy, which had enough, Matt Damon had nothing to do with. Um, it was uh, Brett, uh, what is it, Brett Renner? and uh i want to say his name was or basically hawkeye uh the guy who plays hawkeye and he basically it was basically about that program that they all were part of you know it wasn't really like jason board was here and there in the movie but they never showed his face you know he was the spirit of the movie and that movie it held up and towards until the end the ending kind of felt like it just plopped out you know and that's about it uh, of course to bring back the jungle book and Jungle Book, uh, if no one remembers that, was a movie that Disney did, of course, and that they're pretty much redoing now, uh, directed by John Farrow. Uh, it's got uh, Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson, Idris Alba, and a bunch of uh, Christopher Walken as King Louis. Uh, Captain America, of course, is coming out the Civil War, uh, <clears throat> and they uh, showed they showed new footage of that on um, the TV spot that they did, um, and then of. Uh, they showed basically 
each superhero getting ready to go into battle. Now, this looks interesting itself because it has, looks like it's nothing, of course, to do with the comic book, just very little bit, but it looks like they're still trying to keep the spirit of the Civil War comic book. X-Men Apocalypse, of course, is coming out and I, I, I love him, Olivia Munn, in this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Psylocke, it looks so fucking cool in it completely. She looks awesome. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what she can do in the movie. And rather than seeing like Professor X lose all of his hair, which you know is going to happen because, you know, the end of the last full trailer they did, they showed him in a wheelchair in the suit bald, you know, a young Professor X bald. Um, and lastly, of course, the Secret Lights of Pets. Uh, basically, I still, it, this movie has no interest to me or whatever. It's mostly because I think, not because it's a kid's movie. I just, I, I don't know. Uh, do I really want to know what my pet is doing at all? I mean, I, I have an idea. That, I mean, last last movie I saw that was a Secret Life of Pets was, um, it was a cat versus dog or dog versus cat or whatever that movie was where there's dogs are secret agents and cats are trying to take over the world that's what i usually think that a superhero that well, not superhero but super cat and super dog should do all right so moving on from there uh today's little rant of course is kind of a thing i've been doing a lot lately i've been using snapchat a lot snapchat of course is an app where you can take a picture and send people dick pics uh Okay, maybe not send them dick pics, but still, uh, you post a picture or a, a uh, or video and you post it up there and people can follow you, of course. It's kind of like a little, having a little short blog of, of sorts. Um, you can kind of see what other people are doing, whoever you're following, whether you're friends or you're uh, or a fan of uh, or somebody and they have a Snapchat or whatever. Um, I've got a couple people that I do follow that I enjoy following, of course. Um, but my thing is there, is Snapchat too hard for people? There's a lot of people who just don't get it. Like what's the appeal of Snapchat? Um, a lot of people I usually see, uh, use Snapchat besides like teenagers. Teenagers, of course, use everything at this point. You know, they've, they've, they've got it hands down because this is their generation. But a lot of people who do promotions, of course, like whether they're like models or whatever, um, you know, they, they, they use it. And then there's people who just like, who seem like they see beautiful sights every day. They just post that stuff up at all, all, all the time. Um, me, I, and me, I like to kind of rant on it a little bit and talk a little bit and post pictures and make silly faces and stuff. Um, on it and it's just a way for people to kind of just follow you and a lot of people is like why would you want people to see you know into your into your life a little bit I don't, I don't get it it's just like well people technically already see into your life already you're on Facebook you're you're on Twitter you're on Instagram you're posting pictures everywhere every single day of your life you know you're talking to people you're <clears throat> you're doing all this stuff you know because right now we're at an age where People are literally looking into our houses through our cell phones, you know? And yeah, it's scary. It's scary. Of course it's scary. Um, but you fear what you don't know, 
you know? So, um, so what I have been doing pretty much with Snapchat is just been playing around with it. I've been doing like little characters and stuff every once in a while. And sometimes I get real with it. Um, and sometimes I just throw my face up there a little bit, just silly face. Cause they have this face feature on Snapchat where you can, uh, hold, uh, you got to hold your finger or thumb on your face. That's on, and for your camera, a uh, face camera basically. And, uh, you know, they, they have like little different features where you can just move your mouth and like say a rainbow comes out of your mouth. You know, you, you open your mouth and a rainbow comes out. I did one where it's just like a, uh, like when it first came out where I was just saying, well, sugar, spice, and Powerpuff Girls are made of sugar, spice. And, and then I, you know, open my mouth and throw up comes out of it and the throw up is rainbow. And it's just like, oh, they're, they're made of everything nice, apparently, and that's everything nice. So, um, is Snapchat basically kind of like the poor man's Twitter? No, not at all. It's its own thing. <laughs> I've heard someone say it was a poor man's Twitter, which is weird, a, a weird thing, I guess, for them to say. I don't know. My issue with Snapchat every once in a while is, of course, like, there's pictures that a lot of people want to upload, um on there but you can you can upload them but you can only upload them to your personal friends um of course which is fine but sometimes you want to just throw like a logo or something up there that you want to do that you've been working on of course and you can't at all like you can't do it to the public eye so i mean i kind of wish they had that upload feature that'd be kind of cool but i kind of see what they're they're doing they want you to take the picture there and now and let it go out live and it lives it lives on snapchat for about 24 hours and then it's gone it's 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 disappeared you know they de they delete it you know so there's no worry about that and if not you know soon enough you can also delete it yourself so um i that's my little rant about snapchat pretty much uh coming up next after this little ad break rebecca handler was kind enough to come on the show and talk about photography a little bit uh talk to her a bit and then also my movie review uh we'll be right back okay i get it you just don't have time to go shopping we all have a busy life to do i mean we gotta cook for the kids we've gotta we gotta go to work we've i mean we heck we've gotta make sure we still have a roof over our head i mean come on but you know what's one way that you could save time when your shopping needs? Go to Amazon right now. Go help support this podcast right now by clicking on the Amazon banner on our website, podcore.blogspot.com. Come on. All you got to do is just go to my website, click on the banner, and bam, there you go. Start, start shopping. Start shopping right now on Amazon. I'm grateful for Amazon. I've gone on there and got uh, half of my microphones for Amazon. I've got my computer off of Amazon. Heck, I've gotten a bunch of movies that I dearly love right now off of Amazon. So go over there right now, today. Go save some money than what you uh, would normally buy over there at, at Mom and Pop's expensive, ex extraordinary gift store or whatever. Amazon.com.
And welcome back to PXK, the Podcore Podcast. Um, your host, Corey Epps. Uh, it's been a while, of course, guys, since I've actually had a guest on a show, and I thought, why not get somebody who sees life through many different different spectrums, as if her own eyes or a camera, some would say. Uh, I guess a lot would say. I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, would you please introduce yourself, madame? Hello. My name is Rebecca Handler. I'm a photographer in Brooklyn, New York City. Um, I shoot conceptual photography as well as underwater. Um, my website okay. is uh, Um Yeah. Uh, when did you uh, – well, I guess since you, you do uh, – I guess there's got to be like a lot of opportunities up there to take pictures uh, since you're like in a big city. Yeah, Uh, the city lends itself to being able to make the impossible happen. There's so many um, things that I could utilize at my fingertips in New York City that don't exist other places. So uh, let me ask something. How did you get how did you get started into photography? How did uh, like did you go to like school or anything for it or do you just like pick up a camera and be like hey I'm gonna be like Peter Parker over here or <laughs> or or uh I guess or I guess I don't know who the girl Spider-Man is now at this point I, I know is there, there a is girl one, Peter but... Parker I think, I think that yes. might be me then no I'm just kidding <laughs> are you coming out as, are you coming out of Spider-Man no, I'll never tell <laughs> uh. <laughs> my secret identity must stay a secret uh but Anyways, I started uh, in high school. My dad gave me my first camera, and I built a dark room in my parents' basement. And that's kind of how I started. Then I went to college for art, and then I ended up switching to major in photography. And things kind of just went from there. Uh, so your parents didn't question you about how many how many hours you were spending down in the basement? No, they were mostly like, clean that shit out of the basement. We want our back. <laughs> we want her house back. Yeah, but you know what? I had um, a grandfather who also was into photography, and he encouraged it. He spent time down there with me, and I think my parents were like, okay, she's bonding with her grandfather. This is nice. Like, let's let her do her thing. The old man will keep and her busy. I need to remember to thank them for that. It couldn't have been easy dealing with me, destroying their basement and turning it into a dark room. They're very understanding parents. Yeah, I mean, I guess most kids, if they have a house and they find something, like, art-wise to do, they're either, uh, I guess, around, probably, I want to say, like, the 90s, I guess maybe early 2000s, too, that they would probably do something in a basement or whatever, if not just hang out down there. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, where did you, uh, when did you, uh, where did you graduate from, uh, college-wise, and when? I went to the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Uh, for advertising and photo illustration. I graduated maybe like 2004. So let's see. 2004. 2004, I was still in high school. Yeah. And at that point, I was probably. No, I was, yeah, I was still in high school at that point, I think. But I think I was contemplating the fact of leaving, I want to say, dropping out. I don't know. I have a, I have a whole a journey. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> Story. And so. What kind of photography did you start off doing? Um, When I finished college, I was shooting, like, conceptual stuff. It was a little bit weird. My style was not quite refined yet, so I was kind of trying to find my voice as an artist, and I was experimenting. Mm -hmm. 
So how long did it take for you to kind of get comfortable with it? Oh, probably seven years. You know, I, I did a couple other things in between. I had a stint working in the motorcycle industry for a couple of years. And then I was, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Um, and then I was working, doing retouching, um, working with other photographers, helping them establish a style for themselves. And then I kind of um, wow. was always shooting on the side. Uh, I really loved doing it, but I never thought about doing it as a career. I just uh, did it as a passion and a hobby mm -hmm. uh, turned into a career. It turned out I was good at it, and I started getting calls, um, and things kind of progressed from there. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun job, <laughs> definitely. Did you tell them that you used to start in a basement first, and then they're like, all right, we want the girl with the base that has the, the sweet basement that yeah. her parents doesn't want it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because I don't think I really knew what I was doing back then. And um, mm -hmm. it was different. Uh, it was totally a different thing back then. I mean, there was, we were using film and enlargers and all that stuff. And now everything's digital. Yeah. How how, how hard was it to, to do something with film? Because I always wondered how they got it from, like, the film thing to the big, you know, printout pictures. It just takes so much more it. time to do it. There's no like instant gratification. You have to test. You're shooting Polaroids to make sure your exposure's right. Then you're dropping your film off to get developed, waiting for that to be done. You know, there's some places that would do like an hour or something. But um, you know, then you would be doing uh, test strips and you'd be um, <clears throat> oh my god, it's been so long. You make contact sheet. <laughs> you make selects. And um, for color prints, I maybe did that a little bit and then that technology went away and then we were back um, at a negative scanner which the early ones took forever to scan so you'd be sitting there for a couple minutes to scan one picture and then you'd be retouching all the dust out of it and then you'd be sending it to you know the early Epson printers so um, yeah no it was it was a process it's kind of crazy now how quickly you can do things it's kind of like um photographic vomit everyone's a photographer there's so much imagery out there but i think it's a good thing like we're a culture that likes images and to be visually stimulated all the time yeah there's some images though that people should not i feel like take pictures of or at least like they take pictures of that we shouldn't see somewhat that are kind of disturbing you know I, like I the one thing i don't understand is like selfies and how the internet is just like overloaded with selfies. Like, does nobody understand that? Like, nobody wants to see that. I I don't know. That's the only thing I I don't get. Yeah, selfies are kind of just like people wanting to just be like, oh, I'm doing this, or look what's behind me. It's so abstract or whatever. I'm guilty of, of course, doing of selfies of stuff, of course. But I usually try to say something funny with it like if i do like a selfie i'd be like oh i'm having a selfie with a hat on it looks like i'm on vacation or something like that or hey i'm wearing a silent bob coat today looks like i'm not talking at all or something like that i don't know that, that that's not me being funny on that's me being i usually have to think about this the stuff before i'd be you know super funny about whatever yeah. i don't know <laughs> what was your first like big break like the first thing i were just like Oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting like paid for this. Um, any job that I get paid for, I think that. Um, I think, you know, I feel lucky whenever whenever it happens. Um, I think one job that I was paid for that I was like, wow, this is really ridiculous. It was like um 
an underwater shoot where I was shooting in this pool on the top floor of this fancy hotel in Central Park East or West or whatever the hell side it was. It was like overlooking the park. And um, I was being paid to demo a new underwater camera that came out for the press. So I just got to stay in a pool for a 12-hour day and press would come in and out of the building. And I would just, I was doing like a fake shoot underwater all day. And um, oh, wow. I remember, you know, in the evening, the sun was setting and there was like wraparound windows in this location. And it was like really high um, in New York City in Manhattan. And the view was just like spectacular. The lighting was beautiful. And I was just sitting there at that moment. And I'm like, wow, this is just an amazing, amazing day. And I'm getting paid. There's not going to be many days like this. I better like soak this in and appreciate everything. Um, how, how, so you were in there for 12 hours. Did you come out all wrinkled yeah. afterwards or so, did, <laughs> did you age? Well, no, no, I got out of the pool. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like your fingers get pruny and then your toes get pruny. And then if you're in there for a really, really long time, the pruniness does not go away immediately. And you're like pruny for hours afterwards. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny though. Like as kids, Every time you go to a pool, you never want to get out. But then when, and then you, you didn't really care if you pruned or whatever. You're just like, I went to the pool and I freaking did a backflip off the thing. And that's how Billy hurt his head. Poor Billy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Poor Billy indeed. Um, but like now it's just like you pretty much get out of the pool. And like, I, I haven't, I like you, like you said, you get pruned and you're kind of just like, when is it going to, when are my hands going to go back to normal basically at this point? So do you have like a list of people that that you either enjoyed working with or want to work with or a list of companies or something? I mean, I've enjoyed working with almost everyone that I've worked with. And I, I do have a list of people that I want to work with, people that I want to shoot. Um, but it changes, you know, like, um, I don't know. I've always had this thing. I always wanted to shoot like John Waters. That probably will not ever oh, yeah, change. Be awesome. I'll always want to do that. And it's funny, I even made, like, a care package for him that I never mailed. Well, um, you know, I think I'll get it to him somehow at one point. But um, I've met him, and I've kind of chickened out giving it to him and things like that. But, um, you know, as far as, like, different creatives go, uh, you know, I would love to shoot with certain musicians that I admire, uh, different, like, comedians would be really fun to shoot with uh, different magazines, but you know I don't want to say certain certain magazines or places because the list goes on and on. I don't want anyone to feel not included. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of feel you on that one. That way you kind of just keep it mysterious. Which, by the way, we do have John Waters here sitting with us right now. If you <laughs> know. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Where's my hair?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. One thing I, I noticed about John Waters, though, going off book here, uh, he does not seem to age. Well, I'm sure he would at like all. that comment very much. I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying, you look at him now and look at him back in the 90s. Yeah, no. He, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that's a good awkward pause. You're like, okay. <laughs> um, you actually recently had some photos come out. Uh for the Ink magazine, yeah, right? I think that was the story that we connected over. You saw it, and we connected on Instagram, right? Yes, because uh, my friend Ginger is the one who shot. Oh, 
That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really abstract and stuff. And then I started playing with your pictures on, uh -huh. on this, uh, this app and it just came out. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I liked the I liked the idea. Where did that idea come from uh, to do like the shape, the 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 shape thing? So I mean, it came from a magazine from a magazine um, for the art issue. Okay. Like they have a creative director there, so you know everything needs to be approved and it needs to fall into the theme of their issue. And they wanted to have projections of like geometric shapes um, projected onto the model from like a local artist. And um, we use this local artist, um, Ruben415. Uh, he's a graffiti artist, street artist, uh, you know, local Brooklyn guy. He's really talented. Mm -hmm. And um, we got him approved, and he sent us some vector art, and we put it in a projector, and we lit her pretty much with a projector. It was, it was an interesting shoot. It was challenging because um, I had to work with different mediums. You know, I'm used to using strobes, lights, things like that, and here we're lighting with a projector. So it was very dim and it had to be very calculated. The way that she moved, she had to make slow movements. We had to, you know, move the images, move the projector around with the model. So it was a group effort. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never, like, I've, I mean, it takes one thing that for, like, everybody, like you said, they have, they're in a picture mm -hmm. page now, pretty much, where they can just take a picture on their cell phone, selfies yeah. and whatnot. But it, it definitely seems like it takes a lot of work, especially, um, like, you see pictures, like, people, you know, doing actual photography stuff. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it takes a super lot of work, and I appreciate yes. that completely. Especially, like, the time and effort that, like, you guys put into something. We like try. Um, if you want to see, uh, I do have a behind-the-scenes video, and we share all of the pictures and stuff on social media. Do you think, like, do you do anything other than, like, uh, photography, like, outside of, like, the photography that you do for, like, any of those channels, like, your YouTube or Vimeo, or is it just straight art photography? No, I, I do a bunch of other things. I mean, you know, you have to stay inspired as, as an artist, um, but I, you know, I do a little bit of video stuff, but most of it's promotional. I'm getting actually more into doing it and been, you know, working with some production companies. Um, more to come, but uh, you know, as far as that, I, I'm like a huge crafter. Like I'll, I'll do whatever kind of art, anything I get my hands on, anything I could build, uh, you know. And then I also am like an avid like scuba diver, so I shoot like horrible underwater pictures of like fish and stuff. <laughs> you are braver than me. I couldn't do I couldn't do it because I'm still too afraid of sharks. Really? You know what? <laughs> I feel like there's yeah. more poisonous, dangerous animals down there. Like, sharks are my least concern. It's mostly, like, go down there, just don't touch anything. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the whole, you know, them taking a bite out of you and the piece oh of you just, yeah. you know, becomes yeah. poop. Yeah, I don't think about that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I saw I saw Jaws way, way too much when I was a kid, so that was... That's probably one of the benefactors of my cheer. Totally, it'll get you. Yeah. Um, so, what's the like? How does it differ from like underwater shoots and then like regular shoots for you? Um, you know, it's completely different. It's um, I wouldn't even compare the two. It's almost like I'm using two different mediums. Like it's not even the same skill set. Um, everything that I know about photography. Uh, I have to like redevelop underwater because everything changes. 
light changes, color changes. I can't control certain things. So I have to learn how to, mm-hmm. you know, work with my limitations. So it's like, imagine you're like, okay, now that you know how to use lighting and you know how to use your camera and you know how to take pictures, now go underwater where you can't control how foggy the water is. You can't control um, the fact that color starts to disappear underwater. So you're going to lose your color. You're going to lose your contrast. You need to now figure out how to bring lights under here to illuminate your subject. And if you get too far, you can't get a picture. Hmm. Never thought of that though. I never uh, knew that the color. I guess color changes underwater. I never knew. I never yeah, noticed like that. You use, though. Um, you lose red, and then you start to lose yellow. So that's skin tone. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, skin tone pretty much goes away. So, have you ever noticed like people look kind of blue in underwater pictures? Yeah, I always thought like I thought it was like the whole like reflection thing too, for some reason. Yeah, it's just pretty much the color spectrum doesn't um, doesn't exist underwater. Like, uh, the farther down you go, the more colors you lose. There's no colors underwater. Oh, my God. That would be a great title for a book. <laughs> there you go. Do that for, like, a, if you do a photography book, ever do that. Be like, no colors yeah. underwater. <laughs> and it's just it's just glasses of water. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, um, <laughs> um, are there any places that you... That you that you've uh, haven't been that you would love to take pictures of, or you think like, or places that you have been like, oh, this would be like a good place to take a picture or whatever. Maybe I should put this on a list. Or yeah. Something. No, I like keep a mental list, but um, you know, a lot of times I think about where I can get myself into and like what I could get away with and where because I have gotten in trouble in the past trying to take pictures in some places I wasn't supposed to. But um, I think. Well, you gotta stop taking pictures at strip clubs. I know, right? That's my problem. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a place in Florida that I've been meaning to go down to, to do some pictures or video. Like it's this, um, cave that you could dive into. It's an underwater location. I'd also like to go to maybe, um, Iceland. I've seen some really cool places underwater there, but otherwise, like I want to do a shoot when it snows on the beach. I don't care where it is, oh but God. I need to make it happen this year. I'm hoping that it happens very soon. Um, and yeah, every once in a while when I'm just driving around, I'll see a place and I'm like, oh, I wish I could shoot here, but it's usually very far from the city to where it's hard to organize and put together a shoot and get everyone together and be like, okay, now we're going to go and drive two hours away. Come on, crew. Hmm. But I think I should do that. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool, this snow beach Mm. thing. Um, if you could find like Santa. (laughs) Well... An underwater under underwater Santa. You never know what's what's gonna happen in the future. That's true. Have you ever? Uh, I I'm a guy who likes to go to like cons and you know every once in a while. I ever took like thought about shooting at any like those kind of places like New York Comic Con or or anything. Or is that kind of like not in your space? No, I mean why not? Like next time you go, give me a call. Give me a ticket. I'll come with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to get a ticket for years. <laughs> Is it hard to get a ticket? Uh, usually you have to, for, like, big cons like New York Comic Con and, like, San Diego Comic Con, you usually have to go online the day of, I guess, when they announce it. Well, they announce it, and then it's, like, probably a couple months, and then they're like, okay, today's the day. But usually the tickets are gone by, like, I don't know. I've seen them go for, like, three hours, like, into, like, three hours and just not be there anymore. 
Um, I down here in Atlanta, I do Dragon Con, and of course, I see like there's a lot of like photography opportunities there. There's that's where most photographers go to. At least Atlanta-based ones I know go to to kind of just take pictures and be like, oh, this is pretty cool or whatever. Or they do like every once in a while they do like a big group picture of whatever characters or you know movies for movie wise or tv wise or comic book wise they do like a big plat like class picture or something i don't know i always call it the class picture because everybody's standing behind behind each other on like set yeah no i know what you're talking about i like group photos yeah. there were some really cool ones of like some of the earlier comic cons um that mm -hmm. i found like inspiring but yeah i definitely have seen like i have i've definitely seen a couple of people couple people uh do that but i've also seen pretty some photographers who act like dicks at those things. yeah well people, some people are dicks <laughs> that's just people <laughs> um yeah there was one my friend my friend uh i think my friend michelle told me this she told me that one person uh tried to play tug of war with another with uh, this cosplayer with another photographer basically because he wants to take pictures of yeah him. well that seems silly yeah that seems very fifth-rich to me. It's kind of like the whole mind, mind, soul, mind, or whatever kind of deal. I don't know. Um, that, but yeah, I'm, now I'm thinking of like the whole. I'm I'm stuck on this whole underwater photography thing now. Oh, you okay. do. <laughs> I just but but I'm thinking I'm thinking some like underwater Pikachu <laughs> underwater. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's that's normally what my show. <laughs> uh, wait till the fifth hour. No, I'm kidding. Um, are there uh. Are there any words, basically, or not any words, but is there any, like, advice, basically, uh, for people who, that you want to give for people who do photography? As you can tell, I can speak very fluently, fluently by the way, too. <laughs> yeah, um, so, you know, people are asking me, like, how do you start? How do you do this professionally? How do you get into it? Uh, you know, it's, it's simple. Like, do what you love. Uh, just keep shooting. Shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, there's not a major secret, but just push yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, figure out what you want and go for it. Don't give up because that's when you fail. And it's it's a hard career if you want to do it. So be prepared to work hard and be prepared for it to be hard. Um, I usually uh, like to find out, uh, I usually once in a while, every once in a while, I like to find out. I'm a big, huge movie guy, of course. So every once in a while, I like to find out from my guests what was the last film that you saw in like a theater. Oh. So I want to know what kind of movies uh, that you're into, and what was the last film that you were. That you I haven't been to movie theater in forever. What? Not no, I haven't seen it yet. Like I don't like to go to the theater that often because I really love it and I don't want it to lose its excitement. So mm -hmm. I try to save it for like a really special occasion. And then that has been, like, my idea. And then it's compounded to the point where I haven't been to the movies in, like, forever. So are you kind of, like, a person who, like, when you do go to movies, or do you like there to be, like, a big crowd? Or do you like... Well, I don't movies, care. Like, I mean, in general, I don't like huge crowds. Like, I don't like having to fight my way through to, to do something. I don't think anybody does. But, um, no. You're in New, you're in know, New York. That's, what, 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 no, that's <laughs> not try getting anywhere in this city um, without a crowd. But I live in Brooklyn, so it's the softer side of New York. Is it? I, I haven't. I you know I haven't been to Brooklyn in such a long time. My I, my great grandfather had a, a friend live up there that he roommate 
roommated with uh, when I was a kid or whatever. But um, it was I, I it was a lot different, I think, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Before now, I, I don't know how's Brooklyn. How how does the Brooklyn area for well, you? Well, Brooklyn's now? huge, but I mean, I'm in like uh, Greenpoint, which is kind of an artistic community. Like, there's a lot of film productions going on out here. A lot of photographers, a lot of artists, a lot of mus- musicians. So, you know, I'm constantly, like, stimulated by, you know, different people doing different, like, creative things. And then also the neighborhood's been getting very popular. And, um, you know, business has been growing. So it kind of, you know, uh, motivates me to work hard and do well and to keep doing better to stay in my neighborhood. Uh yeah, I like it here a lot. Really happy I moved here. Are there any places like else in like in the cities that you like? How does how does how does it go? Like if you w- want to shoot something out like in New York or something, how do you how do you go about doing that? Do you just take your camera and go and shoot, or do you have to if just like say something that you just want to do randomly, not like a paid gig, or do you have to have like certain like permits to have your camera out? Or well, something? like in New York City. I- if you want to do like an actual shoot, you you usually do need permits to set up something. You know, if you're a street photographer and you just want to take pictures walking around, like that's fair game. Um, yeah, I know down here. I know down here. I tried. I tried uh, when I was a kid. Try to do like a bunch of like film stuff before. Um, I did get called on by the cops at one point though, for a student film oh, I was funny. doing over a car and this was in an apartment complex complex i was living in so it was i was just doing a, shots of my neighborhood basically the apartment complex and i saw this interesting car mostly because it looked like the sam raimi uh car what does so sam like, raimi's car like, look like um i can't describe it have you ever seen evil yeah. dead before yeah um it's the car that they that uh bruce campbell drives in all the time in those movies like at the beginning of the movie, of like Evil Dead Two and oh. Evil Dead, yeah, um, it looked exactly like that. And then, like probably about an hour after, like into like the shoot, and it was just me and my teacher. Uh-huh. Us, uh We get a cop car pulling up to us, and basically they start kind of questioning us about. It's like, hey, did you know you need to make the shoot here? Or blah blah blah. And I was like, I was like. 15 or 16 so like when you're that age you don't really care at that point about like permits or any of that but yeah that's when i almost got arrested over a car that that's funny (laughs) no i think i almost got arrested during you know what i never almost got arrested who am i kidding um but i almost um had my shoots stopped by this officer really because i didn't have the correct permits which, I mean, I probably uh, how, shouldn't admit, you know, since I'm working as a professional photographer now, but, yeah, uh, you know, maybe once or twice I didn't realize that I either needed a permit or I thought I could get away with it, and um, I did manage to talk my way out of it, so <laughs> it did work. Just like a woman. No, I'm hey, uh, you know, <laughs> do what you gotta do to get the shot, right? Yeah, I, what, what is that even process like trying to get a permit anyway, especially if it's like the wrong, like someone like at the permit office screwed up or something? What is that process? I have never gotten a permit on my own. I think it's a pain in the butt. I've attempted to get one and it seems like more of a process than I had time to do before the shoot. I mean, you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, call the city and 
apply for one and then pay whatever you need to pay for one. Um, and you can either be approved or not approved. I have no idea. Like it could take a month. It could take a week. I'm not the one to ask. I'm not usually one taking care of that. Um, okay. As far what's the, okay. Um, as far cause permit kind of falls under this, what's the business side of photography kind of like? Oh, um, well, I mean, it's like the business side of anything, you know, like any freelance job, you know, you have to take care of making sure all your employees get paid. You have to make sure that, you know, you're, you have your business insurance. Um, you have to, I guess, do your taxes. I don't, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, like, I guess everything, like the promoting of yourself is, is part of the business. Yeah, and that's something that uh, I guess, I guess it's something now that most people do with their businesses is that they have to, prom they can't, they have no choice but to kind of promote themselves. Yeah. Um, especially with social media. Yeah, no, totally. Social media is like the easiest way to do it. It's great. Yes. Um, I went through your Instagram a bit and saw some uh, pretty, pretty sweet pictures up there. Oh, thanks. Um, I tried. Uh, I think it was definitely, it was after, uh, definitely after uh, uh, Ginger uh, showed me the uh, pictures mm -hmm. that you guys took. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is actually pretty, this is actually pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay, so, um, but um, I think we are good, actually, <laughs> with time here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think we're good with time because, one, I'm just milking it now because uh, I'm trying to balance out time. And two, uh, that's, uh, I, I got distracted by social media, just like you are. <laughs> just like everyone in life. Um, so do you want to tell people where they can find you one more time, just in case? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, Rebecca Handler, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-H-A-N-D-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, Rebecca Handler Photography, YouTube, Rebecca Handler, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Rebecca Handler, uh, Tumblr, Vimeo. Yeah, pretty. I'm on like every corner of social media. Um, and my website is www.rebeccahandler.com. All right. Uh, Rebecca, thank you for no coming problem. on. No problem. Thanks for Big having time. me. Thank you for being my first guest. As you can tell, I... I uh, made it through okay. Shoot. Oh, yeah, no, I look forward and, to hearing it when it comes out. Um, but, oh, damn it, I forgot to record the whole thing. Damn, um, I'm sorry. You're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, for uh, PXK, this has been K Fury, of course. Uh, and I will be back in a second for the movie review. And welcome to Movie Review Corner with Corey. This week's movie review, of course, is Batman Bad Blood. Of course, this is a third movie in the, I'm going to call the Damian Wayne trilogy because the last couple had Damian Wayne featured heavily. Uh, of course, the first one was Son of Robin. Second one was Batman versus Robin. And this one is Batman Bad Blood, where Batman goes missing. Um, now at first, when I first heard about this, I thought it was kind of being based a little bit off of the 
uh, Bruce Wayne uh, going through time, you know, being missing basically from the DC universe and when Dick Grayson had to take over as Batman, which it seems like it is a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, the whole movie is about uh, Batman. Bruce Wayne has gone missing after uh, one night of fighting crime and he left the hole in Gotham where, uh, where Dick Grayson, who's trying to get out of the shadow of Batman uh, as Nightwing, has no choice but to take over because Gotham needs a Batman, you know? And that's who they fear the most is like villain villains fear Batman the most. And so uh, when Damian Wayne, of course, hears about this, he comes back to Gotham because in the last movie he ended up leaving um, trying to find himself. He goes back to Gotham now uh, to try to help out and take over and find out what happened to my father, who took my father, basically. So, um, with the help of Batwoman, not Batgirl, who, um, who does make a cameo in it at some point, and, uh, Batwing, who, of course, is the black Batman, which was look pretty cool. He's like the Iron Man of Batman, basically. They try to find out what happens to Bruce Wayne. Um, and of course, this is more of an origin story this is, has an origin story for uh, for a lot of the characters on there. Uh, Batwing, of course, uh, he plays the part of Lucius Fox's son in it, who is a military. He was in the uh, military for a while and, you know, got, I guess, shipped back home. You know, he wants to spend time with his father. He doesn't know what he wants to do, but he doesn't want a handout or anything. Stuff like that, of course. Um, and then uh, you don't really get too much of an origin story for Batwoman somewhat. You kind of do. Uh, it, it, it's kind of vague, but you see that it's her Alfred um, is her dad, who was a cop for years. And he, I guess he's seen what the Batman has done for, uh, for him. You know, and so he encourages his, his daughter to become the Batwoman. But where do I really think about this film? This film was actually pretty good um, <clears throat> for a straight-to-DVD uh, animated movie, of course. Uh, DC has not only been doing great for years, like, they beat Marvel out of the animation game just completely uh, with uh, their animation. Um, the, of course... The big ones that stood out for me, of course, is uh, uh, Flashpoint Paradox and, and uh, of course, this Batman series and a lot of just the newer Justice League movies did pretty good, especially War. But they've really been honing in on a lot of the Batman stuff. And I don't know if it's because of the Batman versus Superman movie, because you would think maybe they'd throw like a Superman movie out there, but no. Um, but they've been doing, they've been doing great um, with this. This movie was uh gave you kind of not only a look at a different side like of of whose side you should choose like what would happen if the government you knew uh was being corrupted because at some point you know you find out who's doing it i don't want to give away who you know did it you know too much but uh, let's just say that it has something to do with the return of a family member uh within the Agul and Wayne family. Um, there's a part though where 
uh, Batman faces off against a clone version. No, not Batman, but Damian Wayne faces off with the clone version of himself, um, which is pretty cool. Um, it's it's it was actually uh, a really good fight. You kind of see what would happen if he grew up to be what you know he ultimately wanted to be, and he ended up having emotions and feelings for you know just like he he was like overly emotional completely you know it was pretty cool seeing dick grayson as batman because that's something you never really have to see in the animated world not really you see him as robin of course and then nightwing um you see different versions of robin of course uh of dick grayson and he did a really good bat he did he was a really good batman i feel like i've read uh one or two of the comic books where dick grayson was Batman um, and this was back when uh, Batman was missing of course in the comic books um, and this was after the I want to say was it Final Crisis if if anybody uh, knows then just correct me <laughs> correct me I guess and uh, he uh, it, Dick Grayson seemed like uh, a really of course good successor to Batman because he was the first Robin he who, who else knows uh, about Batman more than the original Robin who not who Bat Batman was his father figure at this point so there's no of course he wants to get out from the shadow of the bat he wants to do something else he wants to be you know somebody else he wants to find his own identity so yeah I really highly recommend this movie for you guys um of course if you're on the uh, podcore website right now it'll be up there on the Amazon banner or, and you can go check it out, uh, buy it or stream it, of course. Uh, you guys can also get it off of iTunes. I'll have that up there too for you guys. Um, so yeah, that that's our movie review for the week, everybody. Next week, two days in New York. All right, well, thank you for listening to PXK, the Podcore podcast, of course. Um, Thank you to Rebecca Handler for coming on the show. I had a really good time talking with you about photography and underwater photography, which is still fine, interesting. And I still wonder how you can spend 12 hours under, uh, just in the water. You still get wrinkled. Um, of course, uh, like I said uh, during the review, check out Batman Bad Blood. Uh, it's a really good film, guys. And of course, you can purchase it on the banner click the banner on my website of course from amazon and of course itunes next week on the show my good buddy john j galbo uh creator of adult swim central and co-founder of the acpn network all right uh you guys can go listen to him on the adventure club podcast and swimcast and many more so stay tuned for that next week. And until then, guys, keep on living a podcore life. This has been an Evil Teddy Bear Pod Duction.